Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Megan Gilger, and welcome to the Fresh Exchange Podcast. Oh man, friends, we are back. We are here. It is the beginning of the year. I obviously took a break for a little bit. I needed to take a break. I needed to just reset. And it is crazy because I have had a podcast for almost a year now, which is insane to think about. I, When I was looking back at my year, I was like, oh my gosh, I created over 70 podcast episodes. And Sometimes it's like when you see that immensity over time, it it's just really powerful to see that like little things add up into really big things. And I've seen that at different points in my business, but it's really cool to see it, I guess, around something that I didn't know if I was going to stick with. I know it sounds terrible to say, but I wasn't sure, like, you know, (laughs) but I've learned to really like it. It's replaced a lot of what the blog has been. And if you missed it, you might want to go back, listen to the one at the end of the season, end of the year last year, because I think it really summed up where I was and where I was going and what I was feeling. And I think you'll probably also hear a renewed sense of energy in me right now, which is great. I think it's also the full moon got to grab that full moon energy when it comes around. But I'm really excited about this year. And I know that we're, you know, in the middle of this whole, what feels like a challenging time, a hard time, an exhausting time and everything. But I feel very excited about what lies ahead. And i haven't fe- I didn't feel that last year. I felt like, man, we're we're in this, like we're drudging it. And but I feel like we're finally like getting to that point in all of this where it feels a little like the equivalent of February, <clears throat> where I said this to Mike, where February is that month in the north where 
you're both like still enjoying winter, but you also are just like, I'm pretty, I'm getting tired of this. Like I'm itching. I'm itching a little bit. And I feel like we're, that's how you start February. And then by the end of February, you're like, I really need to see the ground maybe, you know? And, and then there's March, which you feel maybe we're in March. Actually, I think we might be in March now. Yeah. We're in March now. We're just going to say that. Like in this whole pandemic, we're definitely in the March moment where you just are really sick of it. And you're really ready to see spring, but it's hard to believe that spring ever comes. But I think I have full faith that we are getting there. So hang on. We got this. Stay strong, my friends, and take care of one another and be kind because that's all we can do, right? But needless to say, I'm excited for this year because I think we all collectively have felt over the last couple of years, like we're watching climate change, we're watching a pandemic, we're watching all these things. And I don't know about you guys, and I never have had like this like huge faith, so to speak, in what a governmental body can do. Um, I believe in voting. I believe in voicing your rights and everything. But I think we watch all this and we're like, this needs to happen now. Like our house is burning. And how are we going to get through this? Like, how are we going to turn the tide? And I started in 2020 feeling that just immense amount of hopelessness with this stuff. I had a new baby. I was questioning why did I do this? Look at Australia. Look at what's happening in the world. You know, the government felt unsettled still does, but not in the same way. And that, but I just, I felt really like I had no control. And so I've spent the last year doing a ton of research and a lot of understanding and reading of what it means to grow a garden. Because, you know, we see all these people now, like that was the first thing people grabbed onto other than sourdough bread was gardens. Like we went outside, right? And I started in all these books I've been reading. I mean, I think I've been through 12 books about gardening, the idea of the research behind connecting to nature, the the research behind what it means to grow a garden, the impacts of it on our environment when we do it right, when we do it thoughtfully, when we think not about ourselves as humans in that process, but as individual, like not as individuals, but as a collective, like part of an ecosystem, what it does for the world around us, what it does for our bodies, what it does for our souls or minds or you name it. It starts yielding something that is far more immense than ourselves. And it got me really thinking. And that's where I started shifting so much of what, that's why I started this podcast. That's why I like did all this stuff because I'm like, if we can do one thing in this life, the one thing we can control is what we do with our yards and our gardens in this land or space that we've been given, whether it's a patio in New York on a fire escape or it's your window in a New York apartment even, or 
you have a tiny little space on a rooftop in LA and, or you have 15 acres like I do or somewhere in between. No matter who you are, we have this ability to make change right now, immediately, because all the research is clear about a couple things. How we grow a garden in a way that it both builds biodiversity and can in this ability, like place for pollinators to have safe spaces, the birds that we can bring in, the butterflies, the everything. We can do more than we think we can. And I think there was, when I read, I think it was in Nature's Best Hope with Doug Tommy, which I did a podcast episode with him, which is really great. It's not very long. But he he had this whole thing about how, you know, we can preserve all this land, but really all that those national parks, state parks, things like that will never equate to the amount of land that is owned by individuals. And when you collectively bring together all the land that's owned individually, what can we do with that within that space? And it really that was a turning point for me. And I read that last around this time last year. And I started thinking, how can I, you know, I have this platform, I have this ability to have a conversation. And I know this watching it unfold on my own land. How can I teach this? How can I encourage this? How can I inspire this? And so I was like, you know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start a community. I'm going to start teaching people. I'm going to start have this podcast. And here I am. A year later, it takes time to grow something. It takes time to set the groundwork. And that's what I did last year. But this year, how I see it is that we can't control certain things. We can't control how fast electric cars are made or how the batteries are produced or whether we believe that that's right or, you know, what Congress is going to pass and what they're not going to pass or, you know, we're not going to be able to control all those things. And it's never going to happen fast enough. Or maybe it will. I never want to say never, but who knows? But what we do know is that we can control our gardens. We can control our landscapes. We can control our lawns. And what I mean by this is that I want to spend this year teaching and inspiring you to do the one thing you have control over that not only will affect the ecosystem and the greater world of our planet and our environment, because I'm going to teach you how to do it in such a way that keeps that at top of mind. We're not going to you know, disturb the soil. We're not going, we're going to just add the right nutrients. We're not going to add anything that's, I'm not going to ever suggest anything that is going to be harmful to the environment in any way. We're going to use what nature has given us in order to build something that will be even better than when we landed there. And we are going to do all this and sure, we're going to harvest things. We're going to get bouquets of flowers. We're going to enjoy the herbs. We're going to, you know, put food on our tables. But what we're going to gain out of it as well is a deeper sense of connection and meaning to ourselves, to our communities, to the people we love. And I think in return, we're going to find something that the metaverse and all of this is never going to give us. And so I set like at this like really simple goal of just saying, I want to inspire 500 gardens this year that are growing with biodiversity and connection in mind. And 
we are going to use all the things that nature has given us. We're going to focus on companion planting. I'm going to teach you how to use that. And we're going to talk about it here on the podcast this year. We're going to be, you're going to be so sick of hearing about companion planting, but then you're going to feel so empowered that you can make it happen. And I'm going to teach you that you can build a lush, gorgeous garden in this tiny space or a big space. And it's going to be a high yield of everything you need in life. And I'm not just talking about the food that's going to build your body and make you stronger and healthier, but it's also going to feed a deeper belonging that you desire in yourself because that's what I've found. And I'm a better person because of the amount of time I spend outside. And therapy is great too, but I know that I'm a humbler, more grounded human because of that. And and I see what can happen from a tiny seed and how I see how communities of plants work together, that they do not act alone, that they work together in this beautiful way and companion planting, playing with it, using it has taught me that. And, and so that's what we're going to do this year. And, you know, we can rally together as a community. That's like what our online community is all about. And I'll get there in a minute, but we can rally together in a way where we can all make this sort of goal happen. You know, think about the it, even 500 gardens doesn't even seem like a lot, but it makes a huge amount of impact. Think about the pollinators and be fed. These are particularly new gardens. I'm going to, I know I'm going to inspire gardeners that already exist, but I also want new gardeners. I want people who are, or people who have kind of subtly done it and they dig in in a big way this year. And I want to, I'm utilizing building this e-course, which should come out in the next week and a half, two weeks. Um, life has still been life. We've all been going through a pandemic and have kids around, but I, I've been building this course with the intention that planning can be the hardest part, creating the system in which you're going to build something from. Right. And I know as somebody who's built a home, that's built gardens, that's done all this stuff. I grew up with a dad who was a contractor, that the most important part of building something is the structure and the system you set in place. Because then from there, the bones are good. Everything else is good. And then even if you can't make it right exactly the first time through, it's going, you have the chance every year thereafter to build upon the structure and you can make it better from there. So I, when I was thinking about, you know, I want to focus on teaching. That's, I wanted to go to school to do that. It wasn't a right thing for me in that way, but this is. The world has conspired to make this my way of teaching. And I feel most fulfilled when I teach people and inspire people to do something that makes their life better. And I know that this doesn't even just make their life better. It also makes the environment better, which is twofold. And so I wanted to make this course because, like I said, every good thing starts with the right bones and the right structure. And because you can change a lot of things, but you can't change that. And when you learn how a structure works, then you can go from there. And that's why I'm going to teach you in this course that's coming up how to, you know, not just plan things. I have, you're going to think about how much do I actually need to use? What is the exact right space to put my garden? And if you, I don't have the right space, how do I 
counteract these things? And how do I think about wind barriers and, you know, all of this. Plus you're going to need all these handouts. I'm going to tell you how much you actually need to feed your family or yourself, what to think about when you're planning these things, um, what to actually plant, what's okay for beginners and maybe what to skip your first couple of years. And then I'm also going to teach you how to utilize companion planting as your greatest defense against pests to grow the best, most productive food, to get higher yields, more condensed, intensive planting in your garden. All of that is going to be a powerful tool. And I'm going to show you then how to utilize it within your design. I'm going to walk through three different designs and how I thought about it. You're going to get all of this plus what do I do to actually like plan and execute this. And I have a chart and everything to help you figure out. Do I do seeds? Do I do starts? Do I do a mix? How do I think about this? I'm overwhelmed. Don't worry. You're not going to feel overwhelmed at the end of the course. Instead, you're going to have an action plan. You're going to know week by week what you need to put in your garden so you can rotate through the seasons. Seriously, you're going to feel empowered. And because I have learned over years and years and years and tons of reading and tons of research how to do this. And it's, and I feel like I still am learning every year, but I feel like this is the most important thing I can teach you now. And sure, we have our beginner ebook and that's great too. It gives that really great, like hands-on level of like, what is it like to have a beginner garden? And it's perfect for somebody that just has like four, like two, four by eight raised beds. But this course is really intended to just build upon that, like to go the next level. And because, like I said, the planning is the most important. So I've taken everything into account. I'm doing these um, monthly sessions within our community right now where we're going through in a communal way of uh, garden planning beginning this week. And our community is in its winter session right now. But as of the spring, we are actually going to be adjusting to a new model because one of my goals when I was, we had to spend the last year building out the system. You know, like I said, you got to build the bones, right? Correct. Well, we had to do that. And we have had some amazing members who have seen our vision and supported us through this process. And now I feel like, okay, the structure's in place that upfront investment is there. And so now we can make this a little more accessible to more people in the hopes that, and not as in like seasonal points, we're going to open it up and we're going to have a little different structure of payments so that more people can access it. We can get more conversation going, more people in each zone. And my hope is, is that this community expands into something even more fruitful than it has been. I see it as sort of like this last year has been like putting in the crowns of asparagus and maybe this next year we'll see our first few spears. And then from there on, it just, it, it expands and expands and expands if you take the asparagus analogy. But, you know, it, like I said, this is why I'm excited. And, you know, I can look at 2020 and 2021 as like really challenging years. And they were. But amongst the wild waves that happen and the ups and downs and everything, under the surface, there was so much growth. 
there was so much rebuilding, so much structure going into place, so much clarity being given. And I, I look at it and I see that now. At the time, it didn't feel that way. It felt hard and it still feels hard. But now I see that when we put the right things in a direction and we give them the proper nutrients and the proper love, space, everything, we're usually given back something that's tenfold. And I see the beginning of that right now. So if you can't tell, I'm very excited. And there's so much that is coming this year. And I just see it in this very clear way that we can make big impacts with our yards and with our gardens this year. And I hope you feel that energy already. And I'm sure you're planning and thinking about it right now. And you're like, Megan, get that e-course done so I can take it. And I'm working on it. So it definitely was supposed to be out this week and it is not, but it's okay. It's the way I think everything is in life right now. I don't know about you guys, but there's a lot of unexpected that have happened and and it's been slow. Like it's just been kind of hard to ease in. And you guys know like how I see winter. To me, winter specifically has is even this year. It's about deep work. You know, I, I equivalented it in our newsletter in January to being about kind of like the 2 a.m., you know, or like the 1 a.m. You're, you've entered sleep, deep sleep, and you're resting, you're dreaming, you're in this hibernation mode. And then and this is why I don't like resolutions and all of that is that, or even goals, and I have business goals, but they're different. I've set these goals far prior to January, but cause that's how I think and work. But I, I don't like setting those things. Cause it's like somebody comes into your room at 2am and you're just like, somebody grabs you by the shoulders, like, wake up, wake up. You got to go. You got to do something. You got to, you got to like, you know, eat some salad right now. And it's like, that's not natural. Like, come on, no way. <laughs> like, if it feels right, do it. But if you're doing it because you feel pressured into something or you want something to change, don't do that. And to me, like, I feel excited about this. I'm excited about my garden. I'm excited about helping inspire other people to garden. And so I'm super driven on this, but it's deep work to me. This is like when you're sleeping or you're meditating and you're like deep in this like system in your head and you're like solving all the problems or, you know, that's why I feel like I'm in right now. And there's a lot, I'm solving it all in my head. So that come spring, there's, I feel awake, I feel ready. And I don't need to spend as much time in front of the computer as I do right now. And that's okay. So that's how I see work and that's how I see things. But I still take everything else slow. I try not to work in the evenings. I try not to, you know spend too much time in front of a screen once it's dark and I just get away from that and hunker into pen and pencil on paper, 
some good music, a cup of tea, thoughts, journals, books, lots of books. And I read a lot. So yeah, I just, I I don't, I don't bite at that. And if you guys want to hear like my whole belief on like setting intentions for your year and stuff, there's a whole episode that I'll link to in the show notes about it. I'm not going to like reiterate it, but I guess I could repost it again, but it's, it's really good. And I did that for myself this year again. It took me a while though. And at first it was a little frustrating because I was like, I don't have this intention like behind my year yet. And, but then it kind of popped up for me when I was, you know, thinking about all this stuff, thinking about what I wanted for the year. And, but I was also looking at like, I'm turning 35. This is like, they say the prime, the beginning of the prime of life, right? Kind of an understanding of yourself, your body's still capable of things, the way you want it to be, you know, there's all this stuff. And so it's like, how do I absorb this? And I'm watching my kids get bigger and I'm like, how do I absorb this when it feels really hard sometimes? And I started just realizing as I was watching things unfold and it's bitter cold outside and I just look around and the whole world is sparkling, even as the messes inside are immense and the laundry piles up. And I think, but isn't it beautiful? And I thought that, and then that night when I was, I think a lot in the shower and I was thinking in the shower and I was like, that's it. It's just a question. Why can't it just be a question? And so I started just like saying it out loud all the time. I was out skiing and which our meditation is on, on Friday. And I, I was sweating. It was so hard. It was so icy. I was climbing a hill my skis weren't gripping and I was pretty like, oh, I just need to clip out. I just need to walk. I just, you know. And then I looked up and the sun was shining through the trees that were bare. And I just was like, but isn't it beautiful? I just stood there and took it in. And I sure miss the garden in the depths of winter but I need a break from it in order to love it in a new way again. And, but I think it's much easier to ask that question sometimes when we're in summer, you know, but isn't it beautiful? It is always beautiful in the summer. The flowers are blooming, they're waving in the wind, but when it gets hard, it's hard to ask that question. And I have a feeling in this year, there's going to be still really hard moments because there always is. Life is full of hardness and struggle and growth and change and adaptation. But it doesn't mean it can't be beautiful. And so that was my undercurrent to this year. The waves will be what they will. But I will continually find the beauty. And I'm pretty good at that, but I won't lie that these last few years have tested that. And it's good to see that I still have that ability to do it. And maybe it's even better. So I'm excited to practice it this year. And I wish I 
was really good at writing all those moments down. Maybe I should do that. But yeah, I know this is like kind of a roundabout pod, but I felt like we needed to catch up a little bit, you know, like kind of, kind of get in the groove again, flex the muscles, feel it. But like I said, I'm very excited for this year and I hope you are too. I hope that you find something that will guide you. It doesn't have to be a goal. It doesn't have to be anything. But I do hope that if you've been thinking about a garden or you've just like, maybe you do have one, but you haven't like really dug into it in in a way that you've talked about, maybe this is the year. And I really hope that you join us and being one of those like 500 people that grows something that is deeply powerful and impactful, even if, whether it's to your local ecosystem, to yourself, or to the neighbor down the road that you take your extra flowers to. All of it's important, and we can stop believing that it is very easily, but those things are the things that make up a beautiful life, and our gardens provide that, and you guys know that if you listen to this, but preach it in the choir. <laughs> So I hope you guys join and knew very much a pro doesn't matter. We're going to do it this year. We're going to build a collective 500 plus. I'm going to add the plus because I, I have hope of more in this community of people that are doing these powerful things that are capturing carbon, that are feeding pollinators, feeding ourselves in our health, in our bellies, in our souls, in our bones, everything. I just hope that you'll be a part of that because just being in our online community alone and like getting to know all these amazing people, I have just seen the power that like plants can connect us. And then learning about companion planting as you will this next year with me is totally about community. There, we're building plant communities. So yeah, it's really fun to watch and to talk about. So we're going to talk a lot about it. So stick around this year if you want to hear more. But till then, don't forget our Fridays with a meditation are coming back and they will be every Friday. And some of you have asked if why, what I'm doing with all these. And I think you guys could probably guess, but I see it as a way to uh, slowly write a book. So one day, week by week, maybe in a year or two. So we'll see. Big dreams, always. So until then, my friends. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 